welcome to another episode of Ruling the Games, my podcast series on iOS games. And for those of you that have listened to other episodes, you may have noticed a change in the music uh, starting off today. Normally I play a clip from We Rule, but today I have a very special guest, and so I had to change up the music because it just so happens that my special guest... Um, composed, performed, and recorded the song, uh, the clip from the song you just heard. It's his song, Seafood Gumble, from his jazz album, and I'll be talking with him about that, along with other music, because he is a composer, musician, playwright, director, author, all-around creative force in the universe. He's just full of talent, and he's, um, I'm just so excited to have him here today. He also happens to be a very fun ruler. So we'll also talk about We Rule. His name, his plus name is Tobin NYC, T-O-B-I-N-N-Y-C. And if you're familiar with the leaderboard, you've seen him on there for forever. And he's the kind of person that once I get to talking to him, it's really hard to stop. So that'll be our challenge for today. But I want to get right to it. Tobin, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. This is a lot of fun. I'm really glad you asked me. Oh, I of course I would have to. You know, we we first talked about doing this a long time ago, right? Um, over a year ago, and then it just never did. And but it, it did get us talking on the telephone too. That's each other. right. It got us talking. That's what matters most. Mm-hmm. It it uh, it brought us closer as friends, and and I like that. Um, but then when I I the idea you know sort of kind of always rolled around in my head, and then I decided somewhat spontaneously to start it in December. And um, you were um, one of the people that I've been trying to... I'm glad our schedules have finally worked so that we can yeah. do this. Um, well, anyway, before we get started going too much further, I want to make sure people know how to spell your name correctly so that they can find you um, to find your music on iTunes and CD Baby and every place like that. So it's Tobin, T-O-B-I-N, M-U-E-L-L-E-R. And how do you say your name? Well, I, we say it Miller because uh, from where we're from in, in Germany, it's right. it sounds Müller as opposed to Müller. So right. so it doesn't sound like Müller. It sounds more like Miller. Yeah. And that's how that's how we pronounce it, but it's M-U-E-L-L-E-R. Right. And your website is Tobin Miller, T-O-B-I-N-M-U-E-L-L-E-R.com. So, uh, so folks that are listening, um, you're going to hear some of his music uh, later in the podcast, and you'll be able to find, we'll, we'll make sure that you have all the info also on the, the podcast page. I'll have the links and, and the names of the songs that we played and, and all that stuff. Um, and you'll be able to find him just by doing a search also in iTunes and CD right. Baby. The, the, tune, the tune that started off the show is from the Muller's Wheel. Okay, that's that, right. Yeah, yeah, and and that's that was my my last jazz album that I did this last year. Well, it's great. It's great. I love it. I love the music, and I um I love your uh well now you we're gonna talk about your music later. Here we go. I'm gonna start already <laughs> asking you that. But first, what I want to do since this is uh, iOS games, I want to do a little We Rule talk. So let's start with the beginning. When did you start playing We Rule? It was about uh, three months after it came out. Um, it was kind of an accident that I found it. I had thought my sons really like playing online games, and so I looked around one, and I played one that they play that has a lot of blowing up and killing, and, and you, spend, you spend a lot of time building something up, and it 
it gets destroyed overnight by something <laughs> in the game for two years and has giant armies. And so I looked around for something that didn't do that and, and just kind of happened upon this. I think that somebody I was doing uh, um, uh, Scrabble with played this game too and said they were addicted. So at that point, they didn't even have cobblestone, cobbles, uh, uh, the cobble or the, the, the shoe guy. You know, it was it was way in the beginning. Oh, they, the cobbler shop. They didn't have the cobbler shop then. I don't think they even had the prison yet. You yeah. know, so it was pretty early. Yeah, and that it, was back when they just had the one kingdom. Oh yes, no, definitely for months and months. It was yeah, kingdom. Yes, that's right. That's right. So that's that's when I began, and I thought when I got playing, I thought, boy, adults really play this. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I check my kingdom, you know, ten times a day, and and wake up and go to sleep every night harvesting. <laughs> Crazy, <laughs> the life of a ruler. And then you found your way to at some point you found your way to to Mojo Farm. Uh, for folks listening, that's mojo farm dot com, and they um, really were one of the first. Um, fan sites uh, early on on We Rule. I mean, they uh, Alex started that site I think not long, well the, that first summer. It came out in the spring of 2010 and by summer Mojo Farm was up and running with guides and information and uh, the forum because that's how I met you. Yeah, I was very active in the beginning. Very active in the beginning. One right. of the, uh, in the early days of yes. Mojo Farm and it's, you know, that's one of those things that the, um, the site owner redid the site uh, last fall, which is great. You know, it works really well and it's, it's, has a lot of nice enhancements. But, you know, I can't help but miss, you know, all the old posts. And every now and then I would love to go out, go back and find an old thread, you know, of some fun discussion and bump it, you know, yeah. and comment on it. Um, but, uh, but it's nice folks like you are still around that we can still be in touch with. And um, more forums have started up. There's um, the We Rulers page on Facebook is active. And there's a great site over at ngmocogames.com, which is also where I see you. Um, and you have a blog there, too, which is really good. Right, right. Yeah, that's, that's actually what makes that more fun. In fact, when I first started blogging it, I have a whole series of blogs called The, the Evolution of a realm, where I talk about the histories of my realms from the beginning to the end. Mm-hmm. And when I started developing that series, I actually stopped playing all the other games that I play online, like We City and We Farm, because I didn't have enough time to blog and play one game and then do anything else in life. Right. <laughs> well, and that's you know that is something interesting for those of us um, like myself that have been watching your game evolve you know you started off um just making these amazing images you know like singular images portraits portraits yes and uh beautiful um but now you've evolved into these whole you know uh character stories little each realm is its own world with with characters and personality and you integrate um you know, music into your stories, and it's it's just amazing. I, like, we we have to talk about some of these because they're incredible. Um, so well, let's... I started, right, I started off actually doing a, a King Kong portrait. That was my first one, <laughs> and uh, and then a, a Tiki Warrior God. And, I remember the Tiki Warrior. I and, do and the, the, the Minotaur. Yeah, and, and I did a Yeti also too. Yeah, it's kind of whimsical. 
Yeah. And it's neat to, to one of the things that I, that it's great about um, when people, you know, because I've seen other folks that have done similar kinds of design work where they use um, all kinds of items in the inventory, the different decorative items or whatever, because of their color or because of their texture to create. You know, I mean, that's what I think is so interesting, you know, that how you use all these other little pieces to get the, the look that you want, you know. Right. Yeah, it was be- it was different back before stacking. <laughs> yes, yeah, it was more it was hard. Yes, yes, right. And also, too, there weren't as many items back then. Right. You know, right. so that was a real that was a real challenge too. But so yeah, the whole the game has evolved for you. And um, you know what I'd I'd love to do is is I'd love to just pick one of your realms and. Sort of explain how this creative process works for you. You know, where do you get started? Do you, is, do you have the idea for the story first? Is it is it the new content that kind of inspires you to make it, or, or just walk me through one? I think it's a combination. One of the because I started really enjoying making portraits. Uh, every new piece of content that comes out is is a is a, a adds to a palette. You know, it's it's not a castle or a shop or a tree. Uh, I look at it right away as a palette of how I can integrate it in. So when I'm starting with a blank canvas, when the new, when the second batch of realms came out, uh, we can talk about the the South Two, the S Two realm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had a I had a concept of a geothermal realm, so that it could be a place that ran a lot of my other realms. The the power. <laughs> it goes to all my other realms because I really needed that. You know, yes. we were running out of energy in a lot of places, and and so uh, uh, what I what I was imagining was the colors that that I didn't really want to use. Uh, if there was lava that would come out of the ground, I didn't want to use the red lava. It was too dark. It didn't seem alive enough. So I used. I wanted to use the uh, the orange, the the elven orange. Oh right. <clears throat> And so I started off by I thought I would have at the at the base uh, where the the real lava comes to the surface, and then a, a little mountain range, keeping a, a small body of water in, and then all around the water would be the town. So it would be geothermal city would be around that, and it would kind of create a circle because the game can get too boxy. So I always try to 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 make things uh, the edges. Curve a little. Yeah, you That's do actually that. Where it started. That's that. Yeah, you do that, and then, and then what you do with your the the really cool tie-in with your blog is that you you sort of take this realm that you've created, and then you write a story for it, and you give you give you know personalities to the little characters that come with right, some of the right. businesses. Right, and sometimes there's heroes and heroines that are named after pieces or that I that I rename pieces. And because I don't use most of the content the way it's intended, mm-hmm. uh, like a, a wizard's tower isn't a wizard's tower, it's something else in my story. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I rename, when I tell my stories, I rename it, and that's actually what they become in my head, and I sometimes can't recall what the real pieces are, what the real assets are. <laughs> Because they're different in Tobin's yes, world. Right, right. <laughs> Tobin, what color is the sky in your world? <laughs> Wait a minute, you're breaking up just a little bit. It, Try it, again. The color shifts from realm to realm. Obviously. The color shifts from realm to realm. Um, but uh, in the S2 realm, what happened was when I was just starting to finish it and, and getting happy with, with what I had, 
they they had Halloween came, <laughs> and then there was this this uh, all these creatures, <clears throat> and and I knew that the at the end when you when you got through everything the the best asset was going to be at the Frankenstein tower because they kind of hinted that right the Fra- Frankenstein uh, mansion castle, and so I thought well my Frankenstein's can move in down there. Because uh, it's you know it's it, there's there's a, a lot of a lot of peaks and, and mountain ranges and it's very rough country, um, and and then because that's where all the energy is, Doctor Frankenstein needs a lot of energy. So where else would he go? Mm-hmm. So I actually put that uh, I, I rearranged it several times before I was happy. And as it turns out, on one side, on the bottom left side, is is actually where where Frankenstein and the creature live, and then on the far right side, I redid this. Uh, this kind of pretty mansion, mm-hmm. so that it had a much higher top. It's a bunch of assets all stuck together. I think I used about eight different assets, and that's where the Bride of Frankenstein lives. <laughs> <laughs> so, so she has a lot of places to stumble around and, yeah. and and whatnot in there. And then came up with the whole story right. storyline for that. Yeah, and you've you know you've done others. You've, I mean, for people that wanna that are curious about this, um, if you go to his blog. Tobin's blog at ngmocogames.com, which is a great site, by the way. They also have a very active fan forum. Uh, they uh, have great business guides. So uh, there's a chat, which you know I happen by occasionally, uh, which I enjoy very much. Uh, so it's a great site. And if you go to Tobin's blog, you can see he also has sort of a, a, a what an homage to Game of Thrones and. Well, that um, actually came out of out of S two also. Yeah. And, that, was, that was where I thought because that where my monsters lived. Right. Um, uh, that was that was kind of where I where I built. I figured that's where the others would come through, and so that's where I put the wall to keep the others out. And <laughs> and and Frankenstein and Wolfman, all those people will help. They'll help in the process. There, yes. there's, there, you also did a Robin Hood uh, themed one, if I remember right, and uh, right. Return to Shangri La was it? Or that's right. Yes. Yeah. So so there's many more. We're you know there's many more to explore. Um, one of the things though that I think is interesting is not only do you make these great realms, which um, I'll be, which while they may be fun to repurpose, it's it's hard sometimes though too to disassemble something you really like. I think another reason is you are pretty good at um, hiding battlements, aren't you? Don't you try to generate coins by stuffing the battlements, right. these little corners well, well, into yeah. different things? Right. I, I have the corners everywhere underneath. So if you if you would see what I see before I harvest, you know the the whole screen is yellow. <laughs> so so I because I I go through and I move my little guy my my little piece of uh, of road and highlight everything so that I can plop in. Uh, they have a very very small footprint too of those corners. They do, and they also even for people that don't do stacking, they actually lay together and squish together really easily. Right, like so you, you, even if you don't, you know, do the actual what we call stacking, just you know, pushing them. They have a very small footprint, and they overlay on each other really well. So you can fit them together. So you know, if, you know, I, and I wonder that a lot of times when I if I go into somebody's kingdom and I see some oases together or some large buildings together, I wonder, you know, do they have battlements in there? Because I think that's become just a common thing to do is to stuff yeah. them in everywhere you can. Right, right, yeah. Even when I have a whole row, I have uh, when when <clears throat> the gift card first came out um, to try to get things, I actually used to spend mojo on it, and and you would get tons of p- 
pyramids, for example. So oh, one, gosh, one, yeah. I, I had you know, 30, 40 some pyramids. And when you put them all in, they're all already highlighted. And so you think, well, right now's the time to stuff them with things. So that's when I put all sorts of stuff inside that you can't see. Well, you know, one of the things that um, always comes up in the forums or when I talk to people is the different ways people play the game. You know, most people have a priority, meaning for some people it's being on a leaderboard, um, possibly an XP or, or another. For some people it's just, you know, designing. For some people they just like the ordering and filling orders, you know, the social kind of piece of it. I mean, there's, and, and, and many people have a combination, but for, for lots of folks, there is sort of a singular purpose. And I think that when people have the design as one of their primary uh, things that they are interested in, it can be a challenge to get the coins and the XP sometimes because the high earning buildings aren't always ones that you want to have a lot of, you know. So being able to hide those corners in places and being able to sort of, you know, get your coin and XP any way you can, you right. know, can be important. But so, but talk a little bit about what are, what are some of the reasons why you play? I mean, you mentioned kind of getting addicted right away. It, that happens to all of us. And anyone listening to this podcast is addicted or they wouldn't be, or they wouldn't be listening. So we're, you know, we're among friends here. But sure. what are some of the reasons, you know, why you play? Clearly the design, but right. you really enjoy the social piece and the kind of the delivering the orders and all of that too, don't you? I, I I enjoy that, but I I enjoy it from a private perspective. So so I don't you know I don't spend a lot of time talking on the boards anymore. No, I don't. Um, but I I really enjoy being in my in in the spaces of of each of my realms. I you know they're they're really places that are like giant stages. So so when I I I find great satisfaction in the the fantasy ambiance or even the science fiction ambiance when when uh, the all those creatures came uh, that were part of the ocean, you know, like the large tortoise, right. and and all those. So I, I I have a whole backstory of that they came from Europa, and and came down and and kind of kicked out my pirates, and, <laughs> and took over my my sea realm. <laughs> I I love it's all it's like almost the your kingdom is like a, a muse for you. Yeah, yeah. So I can when I go there, I, I'm not just you know I'm, I'm actually. I, I I try to go quickly sometimes, but sometimes I still look around and see how everyone's doing, and and I can't help but have my imagination all of a sudden is is in this new space. It's it's in this new stage area, uh, where where all my characters can can live. And that you know, I actually had a dream once where uh, I was at Grand Central Station, and um, all of a sudden my characters started coming. <laughs> on, 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 you know, on trains. In different I love that. And they came up to me, and they were all speaking in the funny we rule language. <laughs> they were saying things like low? Oh, yeah. I was pretending that I knew what they were saying because, you know, I'm their ruler. <laughs> oh, my God. And so they actually wanted me to give a speech. <laughs> I, I couldn't tell. You know, I had no idea. What am I going to do? Oh, and so I got so up, and, and luckily I, I, I think that I started singing instead of uh, doing a speech. And then luckily I woke up before <laughs> things got out of hand. That's funny. That <laughs> yeah, I was true. afraid of a revolt. If they, you know, <laughs> their fearless leader doesn't even speak their language. 
That's funny. Well, well, one of the things that um, I have noticed about your realms is that they're very full. So you manage to work a lot into your space, whatever it is. And um, we talked about that once. You like yes. um, living. You like the vibrant energy of a city. You're right. comfortable having being in the middle of a lot of people and let's see you're tobin nyc for new york city ah that's it i knew there was a connection so so tell me about that what's it like living in new york for you right um well it is a, a very vibrant city it's a place that uh uh that that you have such a, a wide connection to so many people that are that are working every day to make something and and to create something, whether whether it be the friends that I have that are in music or in theater, uh, that are in dance, that are in those kinds of arts, or the people that I know that are in the the restaurant business and things like that. There, and 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 it's it's always it's such a welcoming, upbeat energy that's always there. And I I I never forget you know when you walk down in the village. Uh, it's it it seems more connected to me uh, to a vibrant medieval city than it does to modern day Midwest suburban life. Uh, everybody's on top of each other. Uh, every everything is within walking distance. <clears throat> the difference is is that most of the people you bump into you don't know, and back then you would know them. Right. Uh, but but I really get a, a a sense of history that that goes back as opposed to living in this this moment that was just created in this last generation in a newer area of the country. And because I've spent so much time in the studio or in a theater where there's no windows and everything is, is created by the people that are there, that I think that it's an easy step for me to look into a realm on a computer screen and imagine myself completely in this three-dimensional space. It's what I've done most of my life. It's very cool. Very cool. Now you've lived in New York most of your life. I forget. <clears throat> well, I, I started. Uh, I, I grew up in Wisconsin, and <clears throat> am a, a diehard Packer fan. <laughs> um, and uh, I still know a lot of musicians in Milwaukee and and Green Bay and and especially Chicago. And I recorded them still. Um, but I started doing uh, plays in '92 in New York. And, and found that I was spending most of my time there, mm -hmm. and so then I moved. Okay. So how has um, – uh, so you were there for 9-11? Yes, I was. And um, how has that changed your New York experience, or has it? Well, I think in, in two major ways. Um, one, that, that, that week I was uh, – I, I, uh, I worked at the pile. I actually have been uh, the subject of two um, – uh, documentaries about the the uh, the people that worked uh, for that that whole effort right. at Ground Zero that weren't firemen and uh, there were eighty percent of the people that worked there were not firemen or uh, actual EMT workers for the city. They were people like me who just lived right there. Yeah, and and I organized a a, a very large. Um, uh, uh, where where it was called they called it the Home Depot where we took over Chelsea Piers and it brought all sorts of uh, things that the guys needed at Ground Zero and and so I for that for the the weeks that 
followed. It was a, a utopian village. It was the greatest place ever to live on Earth, even though everyone was walking around with this huge hole in their chests, and, and it was just so tragic. Uh, you had infinite energy, and people gave of themselves without question. And, and, and so you, you, I, I realized for the first time in my life, actually, that human beings are, can be perfect. Yeah. That they can be angels on earth. And, and so it's, it's, not, it's not just something that I believe. It's something I know. Yeah. And the second thing is, is that I have now a, a lung problem. Right. right. As, as many uh, of the other people there. In fact, the last time, <clears throat> this was the 10th anniversary and uh, 14 of us were, were interviewed on, on TV. Mm -hmm. uh, 13 of us all have, have lung problems, the other person, because they were only there one day and left. Um, and, and it's, you know, some guys are completely disabled. I'm, I'm disabled to a degree. I, couldn't, I can't really sing anymore very well. And I can't perform in the same way. Uh, I have to be very careful of things. Uh, it's one of the reasons why I play the game because I have time, more time now than right. I used. Right. Um, but uh, but that's that's a, an ongoing thing that actually keeps getting worse. So, so well, it is. It, you know, it it that's the thing is that you know, so many lives were changed um, in obvious ways and in less obvious ways, right. and you know there were there was a. Um, a group of folks um, that everyone understood, you know, were helpful, like you mentioned, the first responders, but um, it does, um, some people don't realize just how many other people like yourself, you know, also got up and left their home and went down there and continued to go day after day to do what they could. So it's, it's pretty great, and that is definitely part of your New York experience. Right. But, but I do fill my cities with... Uh on energy. Yes, you do. I, I try to imagine, at least imagine where the roads should go. So I don't just smash things together. I do imagine where the roads and alleys and avenues are. Oh, it all fits, you know, it all fits together. Yeah. I mean, it all, it all has, it's all coherent and, and it's all, I'm, you know, I tend to be more, um, the opposite. I tend to have things spread out more. So I think it's interesting, you know, um, just to see how, to see the themes or the signature design elements that, you know, seem to emerge. I know when I was first building mine, every um, every one of my realms included some kind of spiral, you know, either with rivers or trees or something. And I don't know what that's about, but I it's an image that I like. So I always thought it was like the, the dream spiral, you know, like oh. the Aborigines uh, uh, from Australia. Yes, it that's it exactly. <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, but it's it's a shape I love, and so you know that found its way, you know, into into my kingdom. Um, but, you know, you mentioned, you know, part of uh, your your New York life, obviously a big part of your New York life has been um, your creative expression. You know, I mentioned in the beginning just a few um, of the things that you've done. And I want to talk, I want to focus, if we can, a little bit on music. Um, you, I have to tell you, though, first, I, I cracked up the first time I ever started uh, listening to your CDs and reading your song titles. You just have you have great titles for your songs. And one of the things I wanted to ask you that I've never asked you before is 
do you often get the title before the song, or does the title often come to you after the song? Well, one of the things that's happened uh, uh, since I have uh, uh, stopped singing um, is that I'm doing a lot more instrumentals. And almost all the instrumentals are named after they're not just we finish recording them, but finish mixing them even. Um, I, I don't have a name until I get all the sound in. Okay. It's really it's you know it's funk song number two for months and months and months until it's 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 named uh, something else you know. It's interesting. Well, you know, it's funny when I talk to expectant parents. Um, so often they will kind of have names picked out, but then once their their child is here and they look at their baby, they realize you know what, it's a whole different, we need a whole different name. And they'll just, you know, immediately kind of latch onto a different name. Right. There's something about having, I guess, the um, the the um, piece that you're creating complete that then, I, I guess, reveals its name to you. Right. But the songs, the hundreds and hundreds of songs that I've, I've written for musical theater and, and for singers, um, those almost all have their title before I'm finished with the lyrics. Okay. It often starts with a, a concept that's in the chorus, which is often the first thing that I would write. Uh-huh. And and so I usually know those titles right off. There's sometimes when I'm writing a play where I actually know the title before I know anything about the song. I, I know what I should say according to where the, it is in the script. Uh-huh. I, I do that with little stories that I write sometimes. You know, I play around with creative writing, and sometimes I'll just get, and I, you know, I have like, I have, sometimes I just, come up with all these titles and I know what the story is going to be and then it may be you know four years later before I actually write the story and then sometimes it's the opposite I write something and then I don't know what it's called until it's done but I love but you have great titles and speaking of which let's go through and actually talk about some of your songs and some of your CDs specifically um and the first one I think we were going to talk about is (laughs) rock the baby with voodoo Right, right. So tell well, me about this song. Actually, it was a collaboration with. Uh, um, where where I used it in was was for my 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 goblins and orcs music, because everybody was talking about the goblins and orcs like they were the, the bad guys from Lord of the Rings, and my goblins and orcs were were they loved to dance and 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 party, and so they were they were if they were anything they were wild partiers as opposed to. Uh, a, People that that ravaged the countryside, <laughs> and, and so so I actually uh, went back through some of my stuff, and I had done a collaboration actually with a, a, a an African group, and they were actually speaking all African, <clears throat> but it sounded like "Rock the Baby with Voodoo." <laughs> so, so even though it says it's something else, when I when I actually had made it into a, a kind of a jazz funk tune, a slow funk tune, um, I uh, I named it "Rock the Baby with Voodoo" because that's what it sounds like they're saying. Okay, well, let's have a listen, all right? Sure. Okay.
So now, so you, what, what CD is this from? This, this is actually uh, an, uh, one, one of the songs that I have never released. So, so I have so I have some unreleased Tobin Miller. That's right. Actually, the the first two that you wanted to look at both both are unreleased. Oh, that's kind of exciting. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Okay, but then, but, but if you wanted to know, the album Rainbather uh, is an album that has music that's very akin to that. Okay, Rainbather, and and again, your stuff people can can they can get it from iTunes. Um, they can buy physical discs from CD Baby, right? That's right. And they just search on your name, uh, Tobin that's, Mueller, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the Tobin Mueller. <laughs> Mueller, that's right. T-O-B-I-N-M-U-E-L-L-E-R is the right. spelling. And, and Rain Bather is, is cool as a physical CD because it actually looks like an old album with the uh, grooves in it and stuff. Yeah. You know? so it's kind of fun to have the CD. It is fun. And, you know, one of the things I sort of – I mean, I love downloading music. So not I, I love it. I do it. And I love being able to just, you know, get a particular song. But one of the things I kind of miss um, and why I sometimes download a whole album, even when I know there's only one song I want, is, you know, back in the day when we were buying albums – I know I would get one, and maybe there was a song or two, you know, I really wanted, but, you know, I bought the album. And then over time, either because of just what was happening in my life or for whatever reason, I would then sort of later discover other songs on the album, like a song that just, I don't know, never really jumped out at me, maybe two months, six months, a year later, suddenly just I loved it or it had meaning to me. And um, it was just a great way to discover music by um, by musicians, and 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 also too, there was usually a, sort of a cohesive quality to the album. It was a collection, you know. And I sometimes I think that gets missed now because people, you know, can just easily go and download the song that they want. It not only that, but they listen to it on a random uh, a play mix, so that the song. Uh, a song, even if they have the whole album on their iPod or something, that it it the songs play completely out of sequence in the midst of other songs in a random fashion, right, which right. is fine. But but I think that especially in the old days, uh, we would come up with songs that were meant to go in a specific order, right? Uh, almost like writing a, an opera, you right, know, right? You know. Yeah, that's neat. Now, the, the next one, so you said the next one is also uh, unreleased, but right. um, I'm, not gonna sh- I'm not sure if I'm going to say it right. Uh, Vortigern's? Right, right. Um, okay. this, was, this is actually, it, it, the, it, it's like a, like a lot of my pieces of music. It started off as something and became something else later on. Okay. Uh, this this was a, came off of a commission for me to write something for organ, uh, actually in, in kind of a, a, a French style, a modern French style. And... A classical French style, and so I, uh, I I did that, and then I was also working on a musical entitled Merlin, M E R L Y N, and uh, Vortigern is uh, a, a a major character in the early days of uh, Merlin uh, before he even meets King Arthur, okay. and and it's where Merlin as a boy uh, has his first vision, uh, actually. And, and so it, it has. You can hear the, the the organ is very dramatic, and I thought it would work with the, the HBO series of Game of Thrones and what I was doing with uh, that particular realm, that the S two realm. 
and so I used it for my blog, Preparing for the Others. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, okay, before we go further, let's have a listen to this one, too. So yes, if, if people want the whole experience, they can go to your blog and uh, they can kind of read the story and uh, hear the music and get the whole uh, get the whole experience there. I love that you put it all together. Um, so let's what oh you know okay one we have to do because we talked about the realm um, and I always just thought it was so funny the way you explained the way the you know the Frankenstein monsters move into this realm. We have Frankenspell Superstar. Right, and this is this was a, a show that uh, that I wrote uh, for my youth theater that used to travel all around the world, and <laughs> and and this this particular scene is is when uh, the uh, uh, the the chorus, which was made by which was gypsies, mm-hmm. because uh, when it comes to youth theater, there's ten times as many girls as boys, because <laughs> they're, yeah. they're much earlier. And so you have to find a way to, to work in a lot of girls. You and, see, and if boys only got that that yeah. was, they should absolutely sign yeah. up for chorus yeah. because yeah. of so that. These, these, are, <laughs> these, are all, these are all kids that are between age 10 and 18. Uh-huh. And, and so that they're singing the words, see the creature featured like a monster, mirrored by the master, falling faster from the hearts and hands and from the human soul he cannot find. Made of others, skin of brothers, bone of sisters, mothers, blood of lovers, taken sleeping, wakened weeping, seeking to be part of humankind. And that's that's the stanza that that the uh, the gypsies are singing. Okay, well let's let's listen to it. back uh, all right so that was fra- that was from uh now wait was the song yes, the song was- is called is the song frankenspell superstar or is that the yeah. and it's the title song of the show it is the title song of the show okay um and that was actually from a- your blog too right the yeah. frankensteins move in i think it yeah, was it's actually a very long it's about an eight and a half minute scene because it's the the where the creature is is actually uh, put together and brought to life, okay. and and at the end they do this this little uh, jazz soft shoe and stuff, you know, 
This was this was this was before the, the Frankenstein show on Broadway that did some of these same things. But I, I used a progressive rock, a mechanistic sound that was far more driving. It was more of a, a rock opera. Okay. Uh, uh, so it was it was very exciting to uh, to to do to perform. All but, and all but the kids loved it. Yes, yeah, it was a real loud show, and every everybody of all ages. That's that's neat. Yeah. That's yeah. exciting. Very cool. Well, we had one more um, that we we're going to talk about in this section, and you kind of alluded to it already because it's Merlin's procession, correct? Yes. And you already yes. mentioned, um, and this was from your another. Um, is this from your Robin Hood? No. Well, this uh, is from my show Merlin, and that's and- right. This I actually originally wrote this piece for a friend's wedding to be her wedding processional. Oh, nice. um, I would say uh, four years before I started writing the show, and I thought, "Ooh, this goes!" And so, you know, rearranged it so it has it has uh, some hand drumming and other things to make it sound more Celtic. Neat. Well, there's something else too I want to ask you about it, but let's take a listen to it first. recently used this piece in a video that you did, right? Because you started a YouTube channel. Well, actually, when we were talking last week, uh, uh, you had you had mentioned some things and gave me the idea of trying to do a, a video, a music video using iMovie. Right. And, and so, so I thought, oh, well, maybe I can get it done before we do this. So that's that's what I did. I started with that, and then I I put a lot of the images of my main kingdom and when I got to the end I didn't I didn't really do it as uh, as many things as when I'm gonna do this again I'm gonna do it differently uh, but I really kind of wanted to highlight the music yeah it's, so there's it's actually this yeah this entire piece is is on there that's, that's great and I'm gonna have a link to it on the podcast page but also if folks go to your blog do you have you I, I was looking there uh, I think it was yesterday, and I didn't see it. But are you going to put a link? Can you put a link to the video on your blog? Right. Well, when yes, what I was going to do is is put that on there and put and link back to yours. So when we put this up, I kind of wanted to do it at the same Perfect. time. Perfect. Okay, great. So that'll be another way that folks can find it is uh, to go to your blog and uh, at ngmocogames.com. Now you've done. You also one of the um, more recent ones. 
uh, that you did, uh, you know, blog story with music and everything was uh, Valentine's Day. Um, you did that one, and that has beautiful music with it as well. Can you talk about that a little bit? The before we before there were gods, which um, now that's actually that's going to be released soon, correct? Yes, yes. I'm 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 coming out with a, a new album at the end of this year, okay. where all of the other music on it is just me playing piano, nice. except except for this one. It's kind of like the bonus track, uh-huh. uh, but it's one of those that that I've always loved, um, and I I did it. Ten years ago, back when I uh, could sing well, and <clears throat> and it uh, uh, it's one that I've always loved, and it was never could be part of a CD that that worked right, and so I think it, it finally does. So that so, was originally you were gonna try to put it on. Is it a bit of light? Was that the? That's right. Yeah. yeah. And, and then um, so now this. What's the? Can you have you named the CD that's coming out later this year? Right. That new CD will be "Song of Myself." Okay. After the poem by uh, Walt Whitman. Oh, nice, nice, yeah. and that'll be on iTunes and CD Baby as well, and um, uh, it's it's great. I um, it, it's a pretty song, and and the Valentine's um, that actually generated, I think, a lot of comments. People really responded to that one. Yes, right, and I really love my Valentine uh, realm. You know, it, 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 it didn't start off as necessarily a Valentine realm when uh-huh. I first imagined it was just going to be a red realm. Uh-huh. But very quickly, I, 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 I made it into a romantic uh, lover's realm, Yeah, too. So. Well, that's pretty. Yeah, thanks. Very nice. Well, you know, um, one of the things that's so great about um, the, the game for me, you know, like you, I started off just being addicted to this little game you know it was just fun to play getting lost in the kingdom one thing i never would have expected predicted or could have guessed in a thousand years when i started playing this game is i would not only connect with people that were you know plus names in my game but i would get to know them and i would care about them they would matter to me i would be interested in them i would want to know them more you know and that's been one of the amazing things about the game if it weren't for playing that game I would have never met you or many of the other people that um, that I now really enjoy and so that's why you know I always plug the forums in each one of these podcasts because it's you know certainly you can enjoy playing the game without it but it just makes it you know so many levels richer um, when I see and I'm going through my social map and I see your kingdom, it, I'm not just clicking a kingdom to make an order. I'm visiting you. You know, I'm looking at what you've done lately. And what's funny is I I really like when people post pictures of their realms, regardless of what they are doing with them. And I like to see them both ways. I love seeing them on the big computer screen, the picture, because sometimes you can really see the whole of it better. But then I also want to like see it in the wild. You know, I want to go onto my eye device and somehow see it live or something. You know, I have a couple realms that that I, I did specifically because of the animations too. So yeah, so so I exactly. have uh, I have you know one of my uh, in my uh, Robin Hood realm I have uh, a, a, an elven forest that I've placed those um, those trees that shimmer uh, all in a special pattern so that so that that so that they shimmer right behind things you know and and 
and that those kind of animations, you know, sadly you can't capture. Right, right, you can't. But I was, but I was thinking though about it is um, that those connections that we make um, are really important, and just like all these connections that you're talking about that you're making, you know, um, in your realms between your your stories and your and your music and all these, um, it's become such a creative outlet for you. And one of the uh, last um, pieces of music that I wanted to talk about is um, Under a Western Sky. Um, tell me about the song and about the realm that it's associated with. Well, there's, there's as, as strange as it may sound, uh, you can tell from looking at my realms there's a lot of whimsy and uh, a, a lot of theatricality that, that's going into them. But for me, there's also a, a spirituality element. And, and there are a, a couple of realms where there are places that uh, my we rulies go and where where I go to to reconnect to things that are that are spiritual mm-hmm. and this particular song under a western sky is is from uh, my piano, solo piano CD morning whispers and and it 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 shimmers uh, and and is alive in in, a, in an Aaron Copeland expansive uh, Western sky sense, and and I thought that it, it captured the feeling that I get when I'm when I'm working uh, when I was working on my my N two my North two realm uh, that that's a, a cold crisp place. I was born in December, and and so I I appreciate uh, the human warmth that is accentuated when outside when it's cold, and and this this is a, a cold realm, but it's the warmest realm for me. I love that. And 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 then also my actual South One realm, which is the first places my place my real elves moved into. <laughs> and and they and they you know it's exclusively real elves there. It's, there's no Santa elves or anything. Cause uh-huh. they're a little bigoted against you know what people <laughs> call elves because they're the real elves. Right. <laughs> And and so that that's actually I, I used the music on uh, Elven music shimmers in the south mm-hmm. for my S one realm, but but I really I used the music as as a uh, an inspiration to create the N two realm nice. as a place where that that music really echoes. Very nice. Well, so um, we're going to close off here fairly soon, but I, I want to make a few uh, last reminders and comments. First, um, you can go to Tobin uh, Miller, TobinMuller.com, T-O-B-I-N-M-U-E-L-L-E-R.com, and uh, learn uh, more about uh, my friend Tobin. You can also find his music on iTunes, searching for it through his name or on CD Baby. And, um, you know, Tobin and I met, you know, in a fan forum, you know, just two people playing the game and posting on the website and ended up talking and having a connection, you know, that went beyond that. So that's why I always plug them, you know. You certainly enjoy the game without it, but it does add another, uh, just another dimension and another level to it. You can also go over to ngmocogames.com and, um, Check out his blog. There's also uh, the forums there and chat. I am registered at, as Lisa at both um, forums, and uh, you know I'm 
I'm I'm in chat occasionally. You know, stop by and say hello, and uh, uh, check out Tobin's blog. And Tobin, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you. This was really nice. It's been great having you. And uh, Tobin's gonna let me uh, gonna play us out with the song he was just talking about. It is a gorgeous song. So enjoy this beautiful music, and everybody have a beautiful day.